Hey, Dr. Holland here with uh, my good friend Rick Snyder. It's awesome to be with you today. What a great time, man. What a we most of y'all can't be with us while we're laughing about different things, but we always while we're getting get ready tickled, for this, while we're getting right? re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank we're goodness bantering. people can't watch oh, or see that. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Yeah. No outtakes here. No, no outtakes. No. It's hilarious. So, no. anyway. how you been? Been good. How about you? Been been doing good. I've been yeah. uh, cutting just... any wood or getting ready for the fire. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's gonna be like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a little woodsy today. Came in comfortable, just relaxed the whole thing. That's all right. That's all That's right. All right. It's I my s- new, it's my new identity. I smell chainsaw smoking <laughs> here. You know, bar it's that oil. oil and bar yeah, oil. Bar yeah. oil. Yeah. There you go. Whew. Mm. Mm. I thought we got that all out before we started. No, I couldn't help no. myself. That's I'm all right. sorry. That's all right. That's uh, all right. Don't. It's not shots fired. I was just, it was just, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, it's been good. I, I uh I've been enjoying seeing the uh, uh messages people have been leaving on the, oh, on the yeah. postings and whatnot on the episodes and uh comments and uh hearing a lot of good stories from people uh <coughs> of how they've been sharing these and um the impact it's been making. I uh had officers from all over the country, you know, and the consistent mess, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, send a message or a phone call, or uh, we've had some that have posted comments. Oh, yeah. Very, you know, it's interesting. There have been people that I haven't heard from for a while, and then suddenly you see a comment from them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the consistent thing is, you know, where's this been, you know, uh, right. and, and where did this come from? You know, yeah. we were just talking. We've kind of been doing this uh, on an in-person kind of basis. Right. Uh, here with our local officers and whatnot, active and retired officers. We were just talking the other day. It's been, uh, we're in our eighth year of doing that, right? Eighth year. Eighth. Eighth. I and, looked uh, back, when I looked back on my, uh, on the, because uh, I facilitated, mm-hmm. you know, all those when, with you, but I mean, mm-hmm. just facilitate. And I looked back at my comments or the things that I prepared. 2000 I think it was December of 2013. Yeah. is the most furthest back I have yeah. notes on yeah. on doing that here locally is pretty wild. But you know the same thing applies, you know, you think about all the way back then what we were talking about was this issue of how do we address the spiritual side of of what we do and right. and then really translating that into a biblical perspective on policing and mm-hmm. um leading up to this and now being able to kind of provide that for officers all over uh, the country is really awesome. Uh, and it's also been interesting to hear people who have done our in-person discussions right? say, Hey, you know, what's nice about this is I can do this on my own time. It's yeah. not a scheduled thing where I've got to be there, at, you know, on time and all these other things, which I hope that doesn't hurt our in-person part. Too, I don't think right? it will, you um, know, and, yeah. and hopefully what would happen you know, it'd be awesome to see is out of these podcasts, folks start having some of those local discussions themselves. That's right. Their own little R&R session or, uh, you know, maybe they get together and have a cup of coffee and talk more about what was discussed on Remnant Revealed. There you go. Or maybe even get into their Bible and say, hey, those knuckleheads were talking about, you know, 
That's right. John such and such. And they get in there and they read a little bit more and talk about that more with one another. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. And to everybody today, right off the bat, I apologize if I may cough a little bit today, but uh, I'm okay not spreading a bunch of germs and stuff. Just sometimes have a little bit of a little bit of a hack. So if I turn my head and cough, hmm. uh, I'm not you're big. good. You're I'm, good. I'm good. Um, <clears throat> of course, you know when you say it, then you have to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, these these times that we're living in are so so tumultuous. I mean, there's so much going on um, that it's it. And I and I personally, and I think you do too. I personally believe that the intent of it all is to break everybody down. I I was reading a. When you talk about stress and you think about the stress of life and the stress in officers' lives and, and all the things that take place that you have to deal with, I was reading a story. And unless, I, I, you know, when I read a story, I kind of put myself in that person's position of what would you think? How would you feel if this was you? Right. Empathy. And this guy, yeah, empathy. This guy is sitting in his home. He's watching television, right? And and his door gets opened, uh, and he gets arrested. No, oh. for cocaine possession and dealing. Hmm. <laughs> well, come to find out, someone had used his name who oh. was arrested. Oh, okay. And so, so he didn't have cocaine there, was a there where he was no, dealing no, out no, of the no. house. Okay. No, he'd never, he'd never done drugs a day in his life. So the popo shows up, hits his house on a warrant. On a warrant, which, of course, the warrant was filed properly. Under and correctly his stuff. And under all of his stuff. But his identity mm-hmm. had been stolen. A little identity theft. And, I, and, and, of course, I'm not trying to create a realm of fear today in people that may be listening or watching this, but some... Officers are probably going, holy smoke, yeah, we, you know, I know stories like that that's happened. Yeah, we do have that. You know, we have uh, <coughs> people who commit crimes or do things and they uh, falsify their information or give fictitious information. Yeah. And then the, the arrest and all the follow-on stuff and maybe warrants for failure to appears and all those things uh, come about under somebody else's information. Yeah, and I, I know of a twin mm. that that happened to. Yep. Whose brother yep. used the twin brother's the information. The twin brother's information. Yep, that and said, no, 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 you're after my twin brother. Mm-hmm. That's not me. And they went and got, and it was actually the reverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, just made a mess. So you think about all these stresses of life. Could you imagine? And, and the guy went to jail, and in order to get, you know, it, that just happened. And in order to get cleared of all that, it took some time. Well, you know, um, we, you know, with all this stuff where people's working from home now or people have lost their jobs and have started new home businesses or right. whatnot, everything that we look at shows that all the identity theft, um, people being hacked, their information stolen and used is all surging. And a lot of... Really? I mean, it's always a lot there, but it's surging even more. And what they're saying is <clears throat> they're tracking it back to 
uh, having a lot more to do with people working from home because they're on more unsecure networks. They're doing perhaps their work. They're working from home for right. the, the company they work for, but they're not on their company system or they're using their own Wi-Fi or whatever that maybe is less protected. They get hacked. They get um, and they get all their information stolen. And uh, I was just reading a thing that said that like like half a million um, people had their information stolen in just one year from 2019 to going into 2020. And so I think I heard somewhere that it was it had gone up to like over 300 percent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three hundred and fifty million dollars, I think, in losses from that. Um, and it's all through this, you know, theft of somebody's identity and then utilizing that to purchase stuff and take out loans and everything else. Holy schmoly. So, you know, and we're all susceptible to So be careful, to that. everybody. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and what a nightmare that would be. Not only that you've suffered the loss, but that's a gift that keeps on giving because now you're always having to fix or having to convince other people. No, 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 no. it's not you. Yeah. That's me, but that wasn't me that did that. Yeah, listen to that. That's me, but it wasn't me. But it wasn't me. Yeah. And But this is me, right? Right. It's very difficult to work through, and that's what people find. It's kind of like trying to prove a negative all the time. Right. And, um, you know, and a lot of people suffer from that for a long period of time, maybe years, let alone yeah. if they get into tax issues or, hey, you uh, you know, you didn't pay taxes on something. Well, I didn't pay taxes because that wasn't me who did that, but it was done under my name, my information and my name, you know. Holy and, uh, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me because Adam stole all of our identity. Well, actually, he gave it away. Mm. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Adam and Eve mm-hmm. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Adam and Eve in the Bible because... It is right. By one man, all of humanity was brought into the sin realm. That's right. He sold all of our identity and gave it to the devil. Well, that's a big, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's a, true. Now, yeah. there's a way to get it bought back, right? Like we're talking right now. There's yep. a way to fix that. Mm-hmm. But through all generations now, your identity, you're born with an identity that God didn't give you. That's a great way of putting that because most people don't think about it that way. God gave you and gave Adam and Eve initially in the garden, and you and I would have been totally righteous, totally perfect, totally sinless mm-hmm. forevermore. Because you didn't have knowledge of evil it things. It was the theft of our identity by Satan in the garden to get Adam and Eve to sin that stole our identity and now we are born into unrighteousness or born into sin because the devil stole our identity in the Garden of Eden. You're kind of like, we're all born into being like the guy in the house <coughs> sitting there, not really doing anything, not doing anything yeah. wrong, you don't think. But yet somebody has placed an identity on you that's not yours, and you're bearing that's the right. consequences of it. And, and you spend your life... Mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get that identity back. Yeah. Wow. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. Right? I don't know how all that just tied together, but it did. Yeah. So so we are we're forevermore trying to figure out inside how to become that righteous person again, how to become that full, how to feel whole on the inside. 
Because really what the devil did is he messed up our God hole. Mm-hmm. Is he removed from us through Adam our identity that was full of God. Identity in God. Adam was full of God. He, he walked with God in the cool of the day. I mean, full of God, Adam mm-hmm. and Eve. And he pulled that away from, the right for us to have that mm-hmm. away from us. Mm-hmm. But Jesus came that is right. back. The, set, the Bible calls him the second Adam to do it all right, all perfect, and then present to you your new identification card. Restore that identity. We restored it. We fixed it. That's right. He, he fixed it for us. And wipe the record clean. Right. So if you'll take this ID card now mm-hmm. in me, paid mm-hmm. for by me, from me dying on the cross, the gospel, every part of that, now you can walk and you you, you carry a, hmm. carry your ID now See, in me. You know, I'll tell you something right there. I think a lot of people... They get sidetracked on that because most people see, well, uh, Jesus, what he did. I mean, how many times are people told, hey, Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and people say, I did that, I put him there, and and then they see that the cross just reminds them that they're a bad person. Or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And Or you say, okay, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Okay. But then they can't understand the penalty that was paid, and they know they continue to mess up sometimes or continue to have a sin issue in their life. So if he died for my sins, why do I keep struggling in this area or have this issue? Well, well, what's this? It's You ain't he, got, you he, didn't get your ID card yet. That is right. So he died to restore your identity back. Your God-given identity. That's right. Right? To restore it. You know, I, you know, so many people think, well, that's all for uh, the end game. Right? right? So yeah. how many, I mean, how many times do, you know, you see even on TV, right? A preacher is preaching to somebody and they want them to say a prayer and it's all about how you get to heaven. Right? Right. And I think a lot of people get left with the feeling of, okay, but in the interim, I'm sitting here living in hell, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of people seem to miss is that really what Christ did on the cross and the power of the cross is that it's not just a ticket to get you in. It's not just life insurance. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's to transform you now. That's right. Restore you now. And to give you a Batman belt. So that you can live in that now. That's right. Right. And I think that's where a lot, I think that's why a lot of people don't, they see it and they say, yeah, you know, I was, I was baptized as a kid or, you know, yeah, I believe in Jesus, but, and, and and because they're left with that, it's that life insurance thing. Hey, when I need it, then I'll cash that in. Yeah. Your butt will get you in trouble. I don't every time. (laughs) I don't think people fully appreciate that this word tells you he transforms your life now and then uses you works through you to do wonderful things in the world that's right but you know you think about that for officers and we've talked about it before he's the guy that said that you're the peacemakers that you're blessed as a peacemaker and he also said blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of god that's right so again your identity in god 
Um, but those peacemakers oftentimes don't realize that he can also provide them the peace they need now. That's right. Not in the afterlife, not in the sweet by and by, but in the here and now. Yeah. He can provide you that peace. And then when you walk in that peace, you can make peace as an officer in your community, but also in your family and in your home. In your personal life. Yep. Yeah. In your right. marriage, with your own children, with other issues of life. That's exactly right. And he and the great thing is is that he t- tells us that. And it's documented yeah. in here. So so if you if you open your Bible, maybe you're sitting in your car somewhere today, if you open your Bible uh, towards the back, there you'll find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then a book that's named John. Um, and it's set up in verse and chapters. Now, the Bible wasn't written that way, but they, they do that so we can reference where we are. And you go to John chapter 14, Jesus says to you directly with his own words out of his own mouth. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. This is in chapter 14. Chapter 14, very first verse. Do not let your heart be troubled. Now, hey, today, with all the crazy wild stuff that's going on, uh, especially against our coppers and against those that, that stand on that thin blue line and that uphold um, good versus just allowing evil to be rampant, upholding peace instead of just allowing chaos and turmoil to be turned loose against innocent um, human beings who aren't, or see, we say innocent human beings. Honestly, let's be real. Nobody on this planet is innocent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's not one innocent person. There are forgiven people. Mm. There are people who do the very best they know how to do. There are people who, why do you think officers have discretion? Because everybody cannot uphold every single part of the law that is written on the books in any city, any town, any township, any state, any federal government. There are so many laws written right. that you, you literally, there's, it, well, it was the same thing for Israel back in the Old Testament. You can't, you could not meet the law code. They almost, it was written in a way that you could not be successful. You can't be successful. It's impossible. It's why mm. an officer has to have discretion because humans fail. Humans blow it. Humans miss it. Now, there's some things that are a determination of a human soul that they meant to do what they were going to do and they did it because they wanted to do it. Even though they knew it was wrong. It's that great saying, right? Was it a mistake of the head or a mistake of the heart? That's right. Right? So in all this, if an officer, um, they have to have discretion, but they also have to realize that they're standing between chaos and peace. And they are the peacemakers. They will bring peace to that situation. Mm -hmm. It's one of the reasons they have to kind of operate in control Right, Mm -hmm. which is something that their personality lends itself to. But when you talk about let not your heart be troubled, um, as an officer, you want to listen to what Jesus is saying about your heart. Mm -hmm. Because you can have a mental game and a physical game that's just out of this world. You know, there's some cops that are just a human physical specimen of 
Hercules, right? Yeah. We got yeah. one of my dear friends. I love him very much. He's been a, a sergeant for a long time. I think he's getting ready to retire, but but we called him Mister Incredible because mm-hmm. he looks like yeah. that in you know Mister Incredible on the uh, on the cartoon. He's got that small waist, big thick. Leg. I mean, he looks. Mm-hmm. He's just massive. He's a mm-hmm. massive. Not the kind of guy you want to see coming through your door if you're an evildoer. But he's the kind of guy you want to go through the door with. That's exactly That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You want him on the scene of your life if you're in trouble and you've been treated badly. But I, there are guys that are like, but it's not about his mind. It's not about his body. It's got to be also about the issue of the heart. Your mind can be in the game. Your body can be in the game. And your heart is tormented yeah, with the same chaos that you're actually fighting. Nah, brother, how many officers suffer from that, right? Think about that. And, and, and especially in this day and age when we talk about morale, right? Right. Your mind can be in it. You know how to do the job. You know how to do it safely. You know the precautions to take. Um, you're, you're fit. Uh, you're, you're in the game, like you said. That's right. But your heart's not in it. Right, and if your heart's not in it, bad things can happen. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, and most of the time you're going to get in trouble either with your own self or you're going to get in trouble in some other ways. And yeah, in, in and what you do, and also you just well, that's what we say, right? I lost the spirit, man. Yeah, you know, I just lost the spirit yeah. for this for for the job, um, and that's typically when folks either, to your point, uh, run afoul and and have a lo- whole lot of life problems and work problems or they say you know i'm done and uh they they, uh yeah and they retire or resign or and say hey you know i'm going to go and do something else well it isn't because they weren't capable it isn't necessarily because they didn't know what they were doing right they had great training they just lost their heart for it right um and you know what i would say that a lot of people uh, that applies in their faith life too and, and you they won't. know that they should be That's right. um, in the Word. They know um, most people, <laughs> most people, even when they say they don't want to believe there's a God, still believe there is a God, right? And the attack against your life as an officer is not just against your tactics. It's not just against your mind. The attack against you right now is against your heart. Well. That's what, to make you yeah. lose heart. That's what we're seeing. Or uh, the Bible word is become disheartened. Yep. And that's what we're seeing because now it's it's an it's so deep inward that it it like you said, well, they just lost their heart for it. Uh yeah. And that's the intent. Now, sometimes knowing what the intent is empowers you. Cuz once you know what your enemy's trying to do, then you know how to start planning and dealing with how to attack back. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons we're doing Remnant Reveal. Right. So one of the this is our way of attacking back. No, no, you can't have our cops. No, you can't destroy them. No, you can't dishearten them. Can't no, have you our can't. families. No, you mm-hmm. can't have our families and our children. And no, you can't cross that line. Somebody's got to stand up at some point and say. Uh, no, I'm for the guy and the gal who's doing everything they can to keep order and peace in my life. Get away from me. You want to come in and try to destroy and tear down the very human beings that God has called to stand between me and my family and evil 
and heinous criminals and chaos and unrest and destroy the peace of my life so you can have something you want, you better back up, man, because mm-hmm. then I'm going to support them. I'm coming out with my face set like Flint, mm-hmm. like that lion, mm-hmm. and I'm saying no. If, if you're going to try to tear them down, I'm going to do everything I can to build them up. There you go. If you're going to try to destroy their heart, take the heart out of their chest to where they crumble and fall, I'm going to do everything I can to pump that heart full of God adrenaline, full of calling and purpose adrenaline to the place where they stand up and say, no, I know and remember the purpose for which I was called, and I'm going to march out into these streets and do what I know I'm supposed to do. That's it right there. That's it. And that's what we talk about all the time is reminding our officers. I, I tell you, I can see, I've watched it many times, a group of officers go from zero to no performance to exceptional performance all by driving them back and reminding them of why it is they do what they do and who it is that they do it for. And every human needs to hear that. It's not, that doesn't just work for officers. That's right. Though that's what we're talking about today. That works for preachers. That works for school teachers. That works for everybody. When you come back to the basics of why you do what you do, what got you in? That works for marriage. You know what me and uh, uh, Pastor Vicky tell people all the time when we're meeting with couples, and we ask them these questions. They're they're mad at each other. They hate each other. They don't want to be married together. And, and we look at each other and say, "Why did you marry him?" That's right. Well, hmm. then they start. Mm-hmm. Why did you marry her? Oh, you'll see their whole countenance change. That's right. Then you can start working forward from right. that point to repair that marriage. Well, what same you're doing thing. is you're restoring the identity of Thank that you. relationship. Thank you. And the same thing for our officers. We're restoring their identity of why did you get in this job to begin with? Well, I was called to it. Okay, yeah. that's your why and who. Who are you doing it for? Who called you to do right. it, right? If we can restore that identity back, right? And a lot of officers would tell you, you know, I'm doing this job because I want to. I want to defend the defenseless. Um, I'm sick and tired. Or maybe they had a life. They grew up in a life of turmoil. They grew up yeah. in a life of being abused themselves. That's right. Uh, seeing their mom abused, or, um, or uh, uh, uh you know, um, the the value of their grandparents, and in mm-hmm. or seeing an elderly person harmed or whatnot. And invariably, they'll tell you that I want to defend the defenseless people that can't defend themselves That's because right. here's what they know: if not for me being here, standing this line, standing my post, this person, these people uh, that I'm serving would be defenseless. And and if you only align yourself to the human element and that you're only doing it for humans, eventually that's not enough. That's right. Because humans will fail one another. Oh, my right? Lord. And, and eventually, you actually start resenting the very human that you initially felt called to help. Well, what have we seen in recent years? We've seen officers lose heart yep. because they saw or thought or perceived that the very people that they have spent their life, dedicated their life, laid their lives down for to serve, turned their backs on them. Well, yeah. So you have this sense of betrayal, 
And it's a two-way street. You have a sense of betrayal where the officers feel betrayed by the communities they serve and the communities they serve feel betrayed by the officers, officers that are that sworn to protect and serve them. And what do we find? When we really start peeling that back and saying, well, how did we get to that point? What you find is that oftentimes neither one necessarily did anything to the other. It was some third party that came in drove a wedge between the two, got them pointing fingers at one another, and then backed out of the situation and allowed that to devolve into chaos and strife. Well, who's that third party? Well, in life and in 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 the spirit realm, if we're talking about spiritual sides of things, that's that's the enemy. That's That's the evil one. That's Satan. Yeah, and any and cop, demons. and yeah. any cop knows, I've got to stand my post and stand that line to be a resistance to that evil because evil always follows the path of least resistance. If I'm not here, <coughs> if my sisters and brothers, if law enforcement, the thin blue line is not here to stand that line, separate good from evil. Evil will follow that path and will try to overwhelm the good. Boy, that sounds an awful lot what we started off talking about, which is what happened with Adam in the garden. That's right. Became aware of evil. The defenses came down and the knowledge of that evil started trying to overwhelm the good. That's exactly right. And And here we are. And here we are. And then the price that was paid for that was he lost his identity. He lost where he was living. He He lost his house. He lost everything. Everything. He, he lost everything. And then so. and then along comes uh, Jesus, who says, I'm going to restore that. I'm going to get that all back. And he becomes the greatest undercover uh, cop in the world, in the whole universe. He, he, he does the best undercover move of any undercover officer or vice officer you'd ever want to meet. What do you mean by that? Um... Well, the Bible says that he removed his God stance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and came down from heaven and took on the form of man through Mary, uh, through Mm -hmm. a virgin birth, Mm -hmm. and he put on an earth suit. Mm -hmm. So he, he completely went undercover. So he was God, but in the flesh. I, now so, I'm getting it because you were, you said yeah. vice officers, undercover officers. Yeah. So just like an officer of the law takes on the appearance of maybe somebody who is not acting within the law, right, right? for the purposes of restoring <laughs> law and order and righteousness. Yeah. That's what he did. So so you take an undercover officer <laughs> and, you know. And I think most guys and gals and narcs and yeah. vice and everything else can relate going, to this. Holy smoly, I never <laughs> thought about that, right? Which I've talked to them over the years, and it is true. You know, you never had a beard, but you grew a beard. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to go undercover to deal with uh, narcotics or whatever has mm-hmm. taken place. And so you have to take on physically mm-hmm. the appearance mm-hmm. of whatever people group that you are having to deal with to find out where all this criminal activity is coming from. So you, you may have to buy a new wardrobe. You may have to, well, Jesus did all that mm. to come down to earth. God to in find flesh. God in flesh. He, he was God. He was in heaven. He, he is a part of the Godhead. He is God. But he never fell into the sin. He no. didn't commit sin. No. He never committed sin. Right. 
just like, of course, uh, you know, some undercover officers have to get up to the point mm-hmm. which Jesus became sin on the cross to pay the price for sin, but he never did the sin so that he was able to be the righteous sacrifice. Fulfill the law. And fulfill the law. And that's what he did. So he said, you can't fulfill it. Right. And so sometimes detectives or undercover officers have to come to a place where the law says, unless you have this amount of evidence or unless you can get that person to this point, we can't press charges because they'll say they didn't actually do anything. So they have to come to that point that the law is fulfilled in order for charges to be filed, Mm -hmm. but not cross that line Mm -hmm. to where they themselves are guilty of the same crime. Right. Right? Right. That's what Jesus did. Right. He came to earth. He, He walked in man's shoes. He had an earth suit. He dealt with sin. Think about the prostitute. Think, think about the lady who was called in adultery, mm-hmm. an adulterous woman. That's in here, by the that's way. That's in this book. People say, that's in there? Yeah, yeah. that's in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they brought her to Jesus to hear her case. To condemn her. And to keep him himself from looking and seeing. I mean, she wasn't like some ugly old hag. Mm-hmm. He knelt down and started writing in the sand. And had a conversation with his eyes pointed down. Mm. They were trying to trap him. Mm-hmm. But he kept himself looking down. Mm-hmm. And at the end was the one that said to those who brought her to accuse her, they all dropped their stones saying innocent and walked away. Because he said, Where, whoever of you didn't have any sin in your past, you throw the stone first. Actually, it would be in the Greek would say, Whoever is not guilty of this sin, sin, meaning the adultery. In other words, they had committed the <laughs> same, mm-hmm. and and many theologians believe with this woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So for her to be guilty tricky. of it, she had to commit it with somebody. Tricky, tricky. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes people who are guilty should not be so loud mm-hmm. to point out other people's guilt. Thou protest too much. Ah, there, mm-hmm. thank you, thank yeah. you. So. So Jesus takes these men through this process of understanding that he knows what they've done. They drop the stone that says innocent. And then he says to her, well, where are your accusers? Mm. And she says, well, Lord, I don't have any. Everybody that was here accusing me, they're gone. He said, well, I don't accuse you either. Go in. Now notice he always would say go, but then he would say sin no more. Yeah. In other words, get out of this life. Get out. Get away from this stuff. Yeah. Transformation. Transformation. Get Restore, your identity back. Get your identity back. And <laughs> you don't make me you, preach. Man. I know. So now you're. I've given your identity back to right. you. Now go forth. Oh, and by the way, your identity now is squeaky clean. I have removed your case, and I have a sponged. Yep. I've a sponged your record. That's right. And here's your identity back. Now go and don't do this anymore. And he didn't. And he's not saying go and don't sin way in the future or after you die or trying to get into right. heaven. He yes. said go and sin no more now. That's right. That means it's possible. That's exactly right. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that story also shows me that it's only possible with him. That's the only way. 
which it's is only, what he's well, he saying here that, in 14, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's saying, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. Why? It's because in here he tells you, because uh, you follow me. That's I right. got this. See, I know there's some officers listening to us and some other people right now who are conflicted within their identity. Oh, no doubt. Here's the thing. They are driven to do and stand for what's right. And they'll fight you to the to their death. Yep. Or or try or to 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 live mm-hmm. to uphold the law and to do what's right. But at the same time, they're conflicted inside because many officers see themselves as less than already. That's right. I uphold this, but on the inside, I don't see myself as a good person. Mm-hmm. I uphold good, but on the same time, I look at myself. And I feel like I'm the dirtiest worm on the planet. And they battle that conflict. Well, it's because their identity got hijacked. Thank you very much. That's right. And they haven't come to the realization that there is one who would tell you that you can get a new identity card. That's right. Don't don't let your heart be troubled. Mm. I I, want to bring, and I know that's what we're trying to do, is to bring continuity between what you uphold in life for 35, 40 year career, and what and where does that come from? Just a book in your car, just a book of statutes, or does it come from your heart mm-hmm. that now realizes that in Christ Jesus, you can be good on the inside as well as uphold good from the outside. Don't let your heart be troubled. Yeah. Stop condemning yourself. Right. And saying, I'm I, I'm no good. I, I tell everybody else what to do, but I don't do it myself. Well, you can. You don't have to say that about yourself. That's why he said in this verse, first verse, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Yeah. In other words, he combined the believing in God because he's part of the Godhead Again, he's undercover, and he's telling them, you believe in God equally, you can also believe in me mm-hmm. because I am God. Mm-hmm. And if you can get officers and people who are hungry to have their identity back on the inside, to realize that he is telling you, you can have a heart that's just not troubled all the time and frustrated all the time and tormented and you can have power to keep others from tormenting you and the cause for which you were born and the cause and purpose for which you serve you want to talk about receiving freedom on the inside that's it right there having the load and the burden of sin or the load and the burden of self-condemnation lifted off of your shoulders and know It'll that give you peace all my God. Peace of mind, the rarest commodity there is. Woo! It'll give it to you. Y'all going to make me shout and run around the table, and there's a wall there, so I don't know how I'd get that done. Well, and think how, how many people are out there spending their wills trying to find that peace, and through all kinds of various means that are destructive, Destru- right? That, thank you. Where they can find it right in here. That's right. It's the greatest prescription they're going to find. Oh, Which is when they read this and they read that Jesus is saying these things, not just to these guys in the book, not just to the gal there surrounded by the dropped stones, but he's saying it to them. 
to us, to us yeah. here and now. And to get flooded with that amount of love, to get flooded with that amount of, of peace and love in your heart where you know that you're love. You know, the whole intent of this whole movement and things that's happening throughout the world and in our nation is to destroy the love for officers. When I was growing up, you loved officers. You you would meet a cop on the street, and you just shook their You loved them. You were just mesmerized You're in awe of seeing by them. the honor and the and the crisp uniform and and uh, and you knew they stood for good but see this is a very basic more elementary example of that but and every officer will relate to this uh you know we've all experienced it but you you're in the restaurant right and uh, you're just going in there grab a bite to eat real quick in between some runs whatnot you look over and there might be a mama in there, and she's got her her, her little son, daughter, uh, with her, um, and whatnot. And and uh, you go over to interact with them, and the first thing you hear her say is, "You better be good, or I'm going to tell him or tell her to arrest I you." I hate that. Right? Yep. Now every mm-hmm. officer will relate to this because I'm telling you, every officer responds the same way. Don't tell them that. Yep. And we immediately move in and say, "No, no, no, no. I'm not here to get you in trouble." I'm here to help you. You need help. You're looking for something. You don't have your mama at that time. You know that you can trust me. Yeah. Come to me. Come on. And I'm going to help you and I'm going to keep you safe. And do you know who else says that? That's exactly right. Is the Lord Jesus. And he says, come to me. Come to me. And our officers need to hear that. Yeah. Our officers are being told, you are bad. You're destructive. And if you don't change your ways the way I want you to, uh, you're going to be penalized. You're going to be held accountable right. by God Almighty himself. What our officers need to hear is that there is there is someone who steps in That's on the right. line between you and that fate and says, you come to me, you yep. put your trust in me, and I'm going to yep. restore you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to keep you safe. And, and Jesus would say what every officer would say. Don't tell him that. That's right. Don't tell her that. That's but They're, see that goes I'm back. I'm not trying to destroy these men and women. That who goes do this. back to what officers or just people in general have drilled into them. Because you're bad, you put Jesus on that cross, and it's a condemnation thing. Yeah. Versus what God and Jesus is trying to say to all of us, it's just like any officer would say to that little child. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing this because you're bad. I'm doing this because I know how good you are, Come on. how good you can be. I'm trying to change your identity, and here's the deal. That's it. Nobody put me on that cross. I did. That's right. I I took up that cross. Yep. I made the choice. I looked at that cross before the foundations of the earth, and I chose the cross because I knew there was no other way I could save you. Just exactly like every officer would say, no, 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 no. I made the choice to run into that building That's on right. 9-11. No, 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 no. Yeah. I chose to lay myself down when those bullets were coming my direction. Not because you did something wrong, Mr. or Mrs. Civilian, who's caught in between gunfire, but because I knew there was no other way I could save you than to lay down my own life. That's right. Whew. That's what gets me emotional Woo. is thinking about my friends that I've lost in the line of duty and every yeah. officer, family member, survivors out there watching this yeah. know this. I always say this. 
They didn't, nobody, it's the same thing. Nobody took their life in that moment. They laid their life down long before. Long before. When they raised their right hand and, and swore an oath to who? To God Almighty. Come on. To stand that line on his behalf, on their behalf, the public's behalf, the people in need on their behalf, not their own, not the officer's own. That's right. And laid down their life back then. And so, you know, you think about that, and I think about, we all have such good friends, and you were talking about the officers being like superheroes. It always seems like oh, it's yeah. the superheroes amongst our profession <clears throat> that we lose. But it's they laid down their life, and uh, when the call came, they answered it. What our officers need to hear is that when you make the call, Jesus answers it. That's He's right. already answered already it. Already answered it. And he's saying, you come to me. And then in this, in this very chapter you're talking about, he goes on to say that he, he says, I am the, the way, way, the, the truth, truth, and, and the, the life. life. And no man comes to the Father but by or through, through me. That's right. Because he's the only one that paid the price that you couldn't pay. That's it. In order for you to have this deep internal peace and love consume your life and consume your heart and make you That's right. a better cop. And it's not just to get you into heaven way down the no. road. It's to get this peace inside of you now. That's right. Here and now. For you, it's free of charge. Free of charge. All you gotta do Been is paid say for. all you gotta do is invite him in. <laughs> That's right. Say, come come into my heart. Fill yeah. this hole inside of me. When I look in the mirror, I see me, a person whose identity's been stolen. I don't even recognize myself. Yeah. Ask him to come into your heart. And when you look into that mirror, you mm -hmm. see him, him and his perfection. He puts that on you. That's right. Right. He clears your record. <clears throat> he wipes it clean and he gives you that peace in your heart and in your mind right here and now today. That's awesome. That's powerful. Man. That is very powerful. That's powerful. Very powerful. And, and, uh, and, those, and then all those promises that he makes to you through this word, once you start realizing who you are mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus, yep. you don't want to leave him. You don't want to forsake him. You want to live your life in him, and those promises come true in your life. And you want to talk about being one severe cop and also empowered. You know, That's what I was going to say. It's oh not only the gosh. peace. But the power the he power provides. The power of God, yeah, and the power of the cross. And then he gives you a duty belt with all kinds of utility issues to help you live that life on this planet in the here and now, but still be a great cop, still do your job, still be severe when it comes time to be the to have the warrior spirit come out. I mean, don't ever let anybody tell you that Christians are little sissy foo-foo people. Oh, well, man, and that's how, that's how you can survive this career. That's how you can that's right. do this career, do this job for all of its challenges and still have peace in your heart, peace in your mind, remain healthy, keep your sanity, quite frankly, and also be productive, not just in society, but in your home to be a good that's dad, right. to be a in good mom, yep. to, to love on your children, love on your family, yep. and um, share with them that, yeah... Even though I walk through very dark places, yeah, I how, am the light. How much greater is light? That's yeah. right. So we can't get into this now because we're out of time. But 
there, there's a verse we'll share next time. We, I want to go through this next time. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do another one. If you want us to do another one uh, like this, or you like this one, uh, of course, hit yeah. the, the subscribe think, yeah. or, or hit the bell. Let us know that you're watching. But you can leave a comment. And they can leave a comment, and if you want to hear more about what we're sharing right now, I, I'm telling you, I got some that we got some stuff to share. Well, and I'm telling you, a lot of our folks don't know that this stuff is in here. I know. I, I know I was that way when I first started seeing the things that were in here. I'm like, that yep. this is this is way better than any movie or some book that oh some my gosh somebody man. wrote, you know, half out of their this mind or whatnot. This book is so full of stories. Of great men and women who are great warriors. You want to talk about warrior spirits? Uh, men who declared and women who declared things that came to pass over and over and over. Not made up stories. Not made up. Factual. Not truth. Fiction stuff. No, no, no. Can go to the places. Go to the exact names. Brooks, historical mountains. Historical. And then uh, to have the great story from the beginning all the way through the end of this book. The common thread, we stand on the thin blue line, That's Jesus right. had the red line, the mm-hmm. bloodline that ran all the way from Genesis all the way to Revelation of his coming, what he would do, how he would live, how he would die, how he would resurrect, all prophesied hundreds and thousands of years before he actually did it, I mean all the way to the end, man, and it's coming. So we want to encourage, but but at least shoot us a comment and say, yeah, I'd like to hear more yeah, about man. that, or stay on this topic, or we, you guys can throw a comment at us. Well, and it's we'd love to hear it. It's what we're talking about. It's what this was all uh, founded upon, which is a biblical perspective on policing. On policing, that's right. We were very upfront about that. But it's also going to give you insight for life. That's right. Life. That's right. And when people are <laughs> thinking about how Woo. bad everything is. This thing brings life into the situation. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. There we go. Amen. Bless you, my friend. Man, so good, good to be with you today. I'm think, ready to get this next think, one going. I think we kind of got a little shouty at each other. <laughs> I like that. Little Woo, let's go. Yeah, a little fiery. Bless all of you. We love you. There's nothing you can do about that. Shoot us a comment and uh, and let us know that uh, that this is helping you. We pray it is. We believe it is. I know we believe is. we're called of God to do this, I know or we wouldn't is, be doing it. Nah, this right? is transforming oh. our lives of officers, their families, yeah. and I think about all those people that maybe even tuned in here because they wanted to be critical of it. Yeah, set, stood back for a second and said, "Whoa, wait yeah. a minute," and it's transforming them as well. That's not by accident. Go. Nope, it's not. And uh, and we're excited about it, and we just want to keep helping. That's, God's on the move. He's on the move. All right. Well, I love you. Love you, you too, about brother. That. All right. Bless you guys. We'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.